Nicoletta's on and we are off the bench. Coming to you on our tape delay, uh, late one today, 3.20 Mountain Standard Time on the uh, Wednesday, what is it? Fourth? 4th of April. Mm. It's a sunny-ish day, a little bit of snow this morning in the capital region. Cold though. But, Sun's a trick. Uh, it's a trick. A trick. That, that, that cold, cold mistress that is the sun. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Nick, and as always, joined to my right by... Adam Hunter. Hello, folks. And... Neil. And we're off the bench, talking to you about sports, pop culture, and anything else you feel like talking about. Mm. Today, uh, we've had a, a long uh, pre-recording discussion, so yeah. we're going to talk some, I think, heart trophy... Talk, uh, discussion, debate, even if you I mean, want to get I we talked that. last week, but it's changed already, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about uh, a little bit of the Oilers. They have two games left in the regular season, and maybe we'll get into a little bit of uh, off-season NFL and some NBA. There's play. a little NFL off-season I do yeah. want to talk about. Yeah, me so. too. Uh, so and, then, and then some uh, some NBA playoff, sure. yeah. playoff seating. But let's get things started with our beloved Edmonton Oilers. Mm. Two Love games them. left. Ugh. Yeah, two games left. Uh, we got the Vegas Golden Knights, Pacific champion Vegas Golden Knights. Official? Yeah. Uh, is it official? I think um, they they're, clinched. They're, 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 I mean, I think they clinched it. Did they? Yeah. They're gonna win it for yeah. sure. Um, is it tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And then the last game of the season against the Vancouver Canucks, the farewell of the Sedins. Yeah, we always play the Canucks. Last. And yeah. you know what? Actually, before we get into the others, let's talk a little bit about that. Ooh, the Sedins. Um, obviously for a long time, us being the old in the North, Northwest division, big rivals, the Canucks were a, a hated rival for the Oilers for a long time, especially when we sucked and they were dominant, went to Stanley Cup final in 2011, lost to the Boston Bruins. And, uh, the Sedins were always, you know, with Kessler and with mm-hmm. Matt Cook and some of those guys, not, not the, an easy team to hate. Sedin's dominated, obviously. They had that weird twin thing going. Yeah. But that being said... They played well against the Oilers. They always really... Always did. Each of them with an Art Ross trophy to their names. Henrik with a heart. Um, I mean, that being said, I'm actually going to be at that game on Saturday. I, I was going before I found out about the Sedin's announcing their retirement and going to be there. And I will give them a standing ovation at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. As I you think. should. They're, yeah. they're all-time great players. So I guess my question was, in the history of the sport, of, of the NHL, where do they sort of stand? Are they greats? Are they one mm-hmm. sort of in that next tier down? Well, I mean, next tier down, I would say if you look at franchise, they're obviously all-time greats for the Canucks. Uh, you know, Have they surpassed Trevor Linden? No, not to them, because the Canucks love Linden because he's a somewhat local boy. Isn't he yeah. from like Surrey or, yeah. or something? Or he's from somewhere in BC, so I think at least. So they really like that, but I mean... You know, they've surpassed Nasland, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, they've surpassed Luongo. Yeah. You know, they, they surpassed Bertuzzi a long time ago. Another uh, historic player for them is Stan Smeal, who they yeah. passed a long time ago as well. I'd say, you know, all time, those two on the franchise are untouchable. And then all time for Swedish players, they're definitely up there. Yeah. As all time greats. But in Peter the, Forsberg. Yeah, Forsberg, Sundin, you know, Nasland is another. I mean, Borja Salming, whatever. You can go back a long time. Lidstrom is Lidstrom, obviously, is top of the mountain. Like, top of the mountain. The cream of the crop. <laughs> we were talking a little wrestling before. Huh? But, uh, <laughs> but in the all time pantheon of NHL greats, like they're not quite there because they're not a point the game careers. So no, they're close, aren't they? But they're, they're not yeah, quite. and they're over a thousand points each. Both, yeah. Which 
Um, so to, Hall of Famers. Yeah, to me, like that's that's some pretty big numbers. In like, this day and age, yeah, that's not, there's not a lot of guys that get a thousand points. Not now. No. Even all time, it's it's actually not as much as you would think, no. right? If you well, they're pretty much how many players? they're pretty much all in the Hall of Fame. Aren't yeah, they? pretty much. Other than like Pierre Turgeon, I think is yeah, the one. whatever. Or one of like, the few. There's an automatic like 600 goals or more. Every single one of those guys is in. So there's yeah. like a couple. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. Because even when you think of guys like uh, Eric Lindros, obviously injuries played a role, but he didn't even get to a thousand points. Yeah, right. So it has this combination of like longevity and uh, being a really good player. So, yeah, I, I'm the the sisters, <laughs> the, the most unoriginal nickname ever, but people just you know whatever. That's hockey for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They were not uh, the prototypical, you know. Um, masculine. They weren't Don Cherry's type of players. No, they sure No, no, but they made a lot of people look pretty stupid for years. So and yeah, for a while there, like they were the best players. Like Vancouver was stacked. Yep. Like, yep. like yeah. Like we talking about your Jack. We were joking about depth, and kind of a little bit mm. before we started recording. And it's like those guys had a hundred points, and Ryan Kessler had forty goals. Like that team yeah. was so good. And Luongo and Nett, like that team was jokes. Tim's, and like Tim I, Thomas stole it. From oh, him. he sure did. Yeah. I mean, but you every time they go to Boston, they got slaughtered. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, for about a decade there, they were the best tandem in the league. Yeah. And so when you look at the Hall of Fame, you talk about domination over a period of time, and I think that should if get. Paul Korea gets in it like yeah. nine, nine, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's there's ways to do it. So I, I think the Sedins will be Hall of Famers. They're going. To, do they go in together? Oh, of, oh course. Yeah, of course. They've done Did everything. you imagine if they just separated they, it? They've done it all. They've done, yeah. you know, since they they've been drafted. Yeah, yeah, it should be two hearts. I truly believe Yeah, that. they should have each, they they each had a heart. But. It's weird that Henrik won one one year, then next year Daniel just yeah. wins it. Like, what? Like, why? And then for the longest time, until Daniel broke his leg there or whatever that one year, mm. their points were identical. Yeah. It was, like, weird. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> and I know they play together, so I'm like, come on. Like, how does one guy not get... Yeah. And they're still only, like... 13 points apart or something like 30 points not it's even. pretty like close anywhere in that range it's like ooh. well it's most close. talented players to play for the Canucks oh yeah uh, I got a hot take Pavel Bure Pavel Bure <laughs> yeah. well I'll give you that he didn't play there long but he didn't play there long but, yeah, and you know Pavel. when you talk about like all time Canucks Sundin do you include do you include Messier Sundin at all play or no? Messier played include, there but it was at the time when he when they played for the team yeah okay they were very good yeah. Bure was Bure was scored. 60 yeah. goals back to back with Vancouver yeah yes I'll give you that that's fair. And that was in a time when Vancouver wasn't like they were one. Oh, no, no. I don't know why he went there, actually. You, well, if, no, if you read how. He got drafted a year early, didn't he? Yes. Uh, no, no, he got drafted. Yes, Vancouver realized there was a loophole and drafted oh, so him in like a, the sixth okay. round yeah. when people thought he was going to be a first rounder the next year. Mm. And they were mm. able to like... Because he had played international games or something, yeah, right? Yeah, there was something and then they, they were able to deport him and like there's a crazy thing. They had to like smuggle him in. Yeah. Pretty much. Like seriously, it was like some weird thing. Cause Russians. It was, well, because it was like still part of like... It had just fallen, right? Communism, I yeah. gotta say. So, but anyway. So he didn't film anyone, yeah. And he was drafted around yeah. there. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was right in that time. Period, a lot yeah. of the guys who came over in that time, they got interesting stories. Like I think Peter Nedved, as I recall, the way he defected was he came to Canada for a tournament and just didn't, didn't go back. And just didn't go back. Like they were getting on the plane. He's like, uh-uh. like uh-huh. you're gonna have to make a scene yeah. if you want to get me out of here. And he was just a kid at the time. And I actually, I could be wrong, but I think it might have been in Edmonton. I think oh, it yeah. actually might have been in Edmonton that he defected, That's though and I could be missing. And ended up playing for that, us twice in in our in our cup run in 06. Was he not on the team then? I don't think he was on the team. I think it was earlier than that because he oh. had two stints with the team. And the, his first time with the team, he was great down the stretch. Right. Second time, he was a little bit older, didn't go so well. But I might be misremembering because he did play here. But something just in my head tells me he defected 
Calgary. Calgary, okay, okay. was close. My bad. He left Czechoslovakia, so it was still Czechoslovakia at yeah. the time, yeah. obviously. Uh, at age 17, playing in an international midget tournament. There you go. Nebit was the star of the tournament with 17 goals and 9 assists. I imagine that probably was more than four or five games. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's three he decided to defect to Canada because of limited opportunities in Czechoslovakia under communist rule. Wow, so he would would have been like 15, 16 Six, at the time. Well, he's like 16, yeah. Or what did they say, U17? Something? Yeah, 17. So he's 17. Age okay. of 17. He was Age 17, 17 yeah, jeez. Just he did not tell his parents about the decision and the $20 <laughs> and the help of another Czech team. It's edge, edge of 17, he my friend. He passed the edge of 17. So he had, he had $20 and defected with another Czech player. 20 bucks. Wow. Who he Wait, refuses what? Hold to on, identify even today. He, he paid who $20? No, he had, he had $20 with him. Oh, he had $20. $20 with him. Wow. With him and the help of another Czech who defected, whom he refuses to identify even to today. So another player or He declared his defection coach? at a Calgary police station. Huh. Is that how that worked back then? I guess. I, I guess. Know. Well, you're you're seeking asylum, I guess. Right. So you got to go to an authority and seek it. You just yeah. Uh, I've never. I don't know exactly how it works. I've never done it myself, but yeah. I guess that's. They don't what call you, you the seeker. After no. he defected, he was drafted <laughs> in the <laughs> Western Hockey League. After he defected, he played in the Western Hockey League. Hey. For and the he probably probably ripped it up. Drafted second overall by the Vancouver Canucks in 1990. What a shame. That he had to go there. That's <laughs> a fine city. I Man, guess. come back, comes back to Canucks. It really does. It yeah. comes all the way back around. Um, That's enough Canuck. Yeah, like no, come on. Sure. 06, 07 season is when he played for no Edmonton. Oh, he did. So is so that year, year after. after? But that was his. That was two uh, points and twelve points in forty games between Edmonton. Yeah, and Philly. but he. But when he came earlier, he had two stints with us. The earlier stint was better. Right here, suffered a disappointing season. Never was dealt to the Edmonton Oilers at the trade deadline. Although Edmonton failed to make the playoffs, Nevitt scored 15 points in 16 games. Look at so, that. What year was that? 0304. 0304. Right before the lockout. Yeah. Right before the lockout. Calgary's ascension to the We had Seneca some, final. like, back in the day, That not that that's that long ago, we had some good, like, you know, former Soviets and stuff. Like Nedved, you know, we had uh, Mary Strakowski, Polish yeah. Prince, Ziggy Palfi. We had some of those, like, good... Palfi played for us? Uh, or no, sorry, I was thinking of uh, Shatan, my bad. Yeah, we realized Peter they Nedved played together. in the Sochi Olympics. What? At 42? Wow. Really? What a for, beard. For Slovakia or the Czech Republic? Czech. Oh, so he's a Czech. I he's guess. a Czech. Ethnically Czech. In the Sochi Olympics, eh? No. Wow. I didn't notice. No. Oh, That's wild. That is wild. Um, 42 years old. Hmm. So yeah, the, the, the Sidians, they deserve the ovation they get. I hope I hope the crowd gives them the I'm sure they, they will. You know, we've our crowd has done some shitty things, but overall we're fairly classy when it comes yeah. to that stuff. So yeah, uh... And yeah, it's kind of cool that they're going out together. But uh, so the team that the Sedins will be ending their career with, actually, interesting. Who's the other guy that f- finished their career, his career against the Oilers? Was uh, Steve Eiserman. Were you at that game too? I was not at that. Did one. he score on us? I feel like he might have scored. Might have, but or something. that was yeah, that was when we beat them in the playoffs. In the, right? Yeah, in our, oh, sorry, in our playoff yeah. run. Oh, that was his last. Yeah, so his yeah, last yeah. last step off. Nobody knew that. Rexall. No. no, nobody knew. Nobody no. knew. So but, never mind. I wasn't thinking. But anyway, so the team that the Canucks are going to be playing, right. the Edmonton Oilers, again, two games left, disappointing season. So I guess the real talk, a lot of hate, um, as you put it before we were recording, Adam, as towards our depth, our Eatery. NHL depth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is. There's a lot. Um, and so I guess, the, I guess the real question is, big moves, no moves, little moves, as they would say on PTI, big deal, no deal, little deal, what, do we, what, what does the team have to do in the offseason to... 
to, to, to switch it up, do you think? Neil, let's start with you. Oh, no, I thought someone Adam was going to Yeah, I know. I switched no, it up. I switched, switched it up. Please, tell the I class. I haven't thought about it at all, so I, I'm oh. going to give Adam the floor. Yeah, okay, you, you want to piggyback on. Yeah, kind of. Okay, well, I'm going to say little deal because, as I've been saying for a long time, five on five, the team is fine. The depth scoring, there there is no problem. When yeah. you got, you know, you got Kara with double-digit goals, you got Pugliarvi double-digit goals, Kajula, um, you know, I'm probably forgetting some. I mean, Cassian's got seven or eight. Uh, you know, Lucic could have double-digit goals. He does. Or he does. He, he has, has 10, 11. Or 10 or 11. He's at I mean, 11. 10 so, since December Yeah, so, so listen, so it's not great, but, like, what do you want? You want What do you want them to do exactly? Like, yeah. that's that's what they're there for. When you've got Connor McDavid over 100 points a year, you don't need your depth guys to do everything for you. Um, yeah, there's, like... I, little I'm deal. And I'm know? wondering, like, that misconception of, like, depth. Like, there's not a lot of teams in the NHL that are going to have, like, Five sixty-point guys. Like that's not no. a thing. And you know what? The, the thing is, you look at some of these teams that do score a lot. Like for example, the Islanders score a lot, but they give up a lot. And so it doesn't matter that Barzell has eighty points. Yeah. Because they give up much more than they score. So really, what would make the Oilers better? Yeah. Improve team defense. Yeah. Because they won't you have McDavid. You know, yeah. they won't score that much yeah. more. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a lot of teams score three hundred goals and. Uh, you know, the Oilers are obviously not going to be close. I think they're just over 220 right now. Could finish the year close to 230, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's, you know, if our power play was average, be a big difference. Well, and, like, that's what it comes down to. I mean, I really think that, yeah, did you say Pugliarvi? Pugliarvi yeah, has 12 goals. Yeah. I'm just looking through the team right now. I think, I mean, I, you know. Uh, Uchi only has 10 exactly. Actually, 10 exactly, you know? exactly. It yeah. is 10 exactly, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so I think there's, you know, well, outside of the top three players, that's Slumber like Shad five has other... six, Cal- Camilleri has six, Strom yeah. has 13. Strom, I forgot Strom. How well, could I, I forget Strom? Adam, so he used the Islanders as an example. And, mm. and for sure, they have some guys having some unbelievable seasons. Like, mm. Josh Bailey has 70 points, Anders Lee has 61, Everly has 59. Like, 19 goals, 20 goals, 25 goals, 39 goals, yeah, 22 yeah. goals, 36 goals. Guess where they are? Out the playoffs. Just like us. Yeah. Yeah. Everly's going to be hitting the links. You know, so Harris has 83. Matthew Barzell is 82. Yeah. Like, yeah, it looks good. It looks good, but it's, if you can't, if you have scoring like that and you can't make the playoffs, isn't that a bigger problem? Yeah. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't you look at that and say, man, because you can't score much more than that? No. So I would say that's well, a bigger problem. Well, that's what you problem. talked about, Neil. Their big issue, though, was their. They give up. Their defensive 36 stats. goals, uh, shots against almost per game. Yeah. I was like, that is... And you know what? Even if it's 36, like, say some of those are perimeter, it sure. just doesn't matter. matter. You're wearing down your goalie. Yeah. You know, it, it's... Anders Lee has 39 goals. Yeah. Nobody picked that beginning of the year. Not a well, chance. Wow, he's got... Wait, wait, what was that stat? He's got the weird... He's in the last, like, four years or whatever he's got the he's most goals. He's a sneaky goal, goal, sneaky other goal than, scorer. Other like, Ovechkin. Sneaky goal scorer, but yeah. 40, nobody was picking up. But, yeah, up. like, because that, that's what I'm pointing back to the depth you were talking about, Adam, is that, like, it it just, you have a lot of guys with a lot of points, and you're just outside the playoffs the same way because it doesn't matter depth, per se. It's, like, it's timely depth that people mm-hmm. talk about, mm-hmm. right? You need goals when, at certain points you need. Those sort of you need other team you need other lines to have good games it's you don't need them to have good seasons yeah and internet nerds will tell you it doesn't exist but players say it does yes. and it sure shit does yes Cl- you, you need matters, you man. need players to have good games not good years always right like or good moments good moments right are like you, you need them to step up are, when, are you gonna count on bottom six players for clutch moments I'm not 
No. What I'm going to no. look at, though, no, is you but, look at... But in the playoffs, you need exactly. one of those games. Someone's going to exactly. get a Exactly. And in the playoffs last year, we had that. We had DeHarnay with a big overtime yeah. goal. We yeah. had Cassian, who had two yes. games that he took over, basically. And so you might, you might not say, oh, death. But, like, at a moment, they can do it. Like, they, I think that's yeah. what you're worried about. I'd be worried if, like, yeah, your third and fourth line, if all those guys had only, like, five goals. You'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Like, and, do they even have and any offensive they're young. Player? They're young, yeah. and they don't have a lot of experience. And people look at that and say, look, they don't have any experience. Yeah. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, Guess what? When they stop making them kill penalties, our penalty yeah. kill improved markedly. That's, I mean, that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to force them into situations they're not ready for. But again, we have guys who can kill penalties. Not a problem. So if our depth is scoring goals, mm-hmm. I mean, I just, again, I, I've said this before. If Lucic had 50 points, nobody would complain, be complaining about mm-hmm. depth. But because, he doesn't. But he so doesn't. Far, and right? so people need mm-hmm. to find, you know, something. And again, it's just... I just think people are upset. But 12 months ago, this team had over 100 points. So I just... If we can... Uh, be logical, We folks. can go off the Lucic depth thing here. And uh, the, the Islanders are clearly our brethren. They have <laughs> one of the worst contracts also in the NHL now that I'm seeing. Rick DiPietro. No. <laughs> this hey, man only hey, has... No, until how many points did Lucic have? What did you say? 34? 34. This guy has 27. Ooh. And he's getting paid similar, if not more. Six million bucks. More, I think. Let me look. Who is it? I can't even now think. Now I'm curious. Can't even think. He was a very, very good player. Was it, it, It's not great. Not there. very, very. I should, that's no. strong words, Neil. But like, we'll say he was a good player. 28 goals scored, 23, 24. Grabowski. No. Is he still on the team? Oh, yeah. He is. Oh, he's on there for a long time. <laughs> Grabowski is? No, no that's this whoever person. Is. Who is it? Just say. I'm very... No, no, no. I'm, I'm, you want to try to figure it I'm out? Gonna, I'm going to look up the roster and I'm oh. going to... Oh, you'll find it in two seconds. Before you do that, let me quickly quick check the cap Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it and then I'm going to see it. The cap hit is 5.5, so almost as much as Luke. Oh, fuck. I, as soon as I saw it, I knew who it is. I'm pretty sure. Is it Clutterbuck? No. Oh, That's another bad one. That's a bad one, too. Oh. Andrew Ladd. Andrew Ladd. Oh. Andrew Ladd. <laughs> no, but veteran presence, though. But 32 years old, yeah, right? 5.5 mil. See, that's what kills me, too. When people look at that, they'll Similar say, oh, but veteran presence and what? Lucic? And I understand, like, like Lucic is bigger, but, like, Ladd was that grinding oh, yeah, game. same thing. Isn't Clutterbuck's ridiculous, too? It like, is, 7 million bucks like or something? For, like, a fourth rounder. It, or for it, a fourth liner. It's yeah, so he's bad. getting way overpaid. It's not, like, it's 7, not but it's, like, 4 or something, though. Yeah, no, it's bad, though. It's terrible. What are they going to do with that? It's terrible. Yeah, and it's signed like... I don't know, every, t- every time these things come up with you the Islanders... You always find some. You know, these things come up with the Islanders, I always go back to thinking like, well, you know, keep in mind, guys, Garth Snow literally went from Back the up. bench <laughs> to, <laughs> the, to yeah. being a GM. You know, so, like, he's going to make something. Yeah, exactly. yeah, All things considered, it's, Cal Flaubert makes $3.5 That's much dollars. too much. And yeah, he does that. Definitely And he does that until 2022. That's Oof. there's your trouble. Tra- tra- and because they just signed him this last this past offseason, yeah. like during the year, I think. He's 30 years old. He's signed for five more years at 3.5. And you know what he doesn't do anymore? Hit like he yeah. used to. He still hits, but he's not racking up you know 200. Well, maybe the timekeepers in Long Island or in Brooklyn oh, or aren't as little, generous as yeah. the ones in yeah, the yeah, Twin you know, Cities I of Minnesota. I can't believe how we used to have all these like <laughs> 10 hit games. I'm like you guys, like what <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Like you reinvented. Well, there's hitting? the one year where they they broke it down in his like home hits compared to his road yeah, hits. Yeah, we're way. Ridiculous, yeah. yeah. Oh. But it shows you every and like there's another kind of kind of circle back on the Luigi Jolers depth sort of thing. Every team has bad contracts too. Yeah, but he's perfect. Oh. Of course. Isn't that the you know? We were pers- just talking about the Red Wings. Yeah, the Red Wings have the most have respected lots. franchises ever, and they are in a cap mess. Do you want to go up? Do you want to bring up again how many no trade clauses they have, Neil? On their back end, it was 
Of the seven defensemen... Seven on the roster. They seven have seven defensemen on their roster. On their roster <laughs> that are not in the AHL. Yeah. That are on their roster right now. There's five. Five of them have a no-movement clause. And you guys were able to name, like, what we'll say, three of them? Mike Green, Danny DeKaiser, Nick Cronwell, we'll say. And then Trevor, Trevor Daly. Daly and then Trevor Daly and Jonathan Erickson also has a no-movement. And the problem with this? Three years, three years, two years, five years. These are all people locked in. Even the forwards, we were laughing. Franz Nielsen making $5.25 million. No movement clause. Until 2022, and he's 33 years old. My favorite contract that I looked at today. I mean, Justin Ablocator with a no movement, only making 4.2, but he's 31. So he's signed until he's 37 years old. Hey. No movement clause. Darren Helm, (laughs) no trade clause, four years. How do you let dollars. yourself get handcuffed by Darren Helm? <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm Four as a GM. Like, what kind of bad GM are you, are you yeah. to let a guy like that who... But they had, like, my favorite part is that... Oh, my God. Yeah, they just... It's my favorite thing. But anyway, yeah. But there, there goes to show you, nobody's perfect. No. You just, you either overpay for past performance, you overpay for future performance, like predictive, right? You try mm-hmm, and predict mm-hmm. the future, you know, and then... I'm willing to bet that... It's fair to say that no player is ever paid what they're worth while it's at, happening. At, while it's happening. Well, Connor, maybe in a way. You but could he, even but argue he should be he getting should be paid he should, more. Well, he should be getting max. That's contract. what I mean. Yeah, right? like next year. because so, this year he's still on his yeah. entry level. So yeah. next year he should be getting max. Well, and yeah, when Crosby right. was putting up a hundred plus points, he was still only at like eight mil. Well, yeah. even but his, I mean, his rookie years, his entry level. Yeah, years, like crazy. Mexican too. It's true. Nobody is. I, I like that actually. Yeah. Like, nobody's getting paid what they're worth when they're doing it. I know, and everyone, true. everyone always, no matter whether you're an athlete, you're working at your your job. Yeah, everyone always thinks they're worth more than they're actually getting paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always, always, you always, do. of course, right? Yeah. You're always underpaid. You're always getting screwed. You're yeah. always like, so I mean, it, it just it's tough because we look at the, the cap and we look at like we should have more flexibility. I think the, I think the thing that people fixate on the most is the fact that Connor's still on his rookie contract and we should have taken advantage of mm-hmm. that of that, which I agree. But, yeah, it was a missed opportunity. But, but all things being equal, had Sekera come into the league, come into the season healthy, which again, yeah. maybe they should have assessed it at the time because he was hurt right at the end of the playoffs. Yeah. But had every everything worked out, if sorry, but if Adam Larson's dad hadn't died, mm. yeah. right? You know, if if Clefbaum had like if there weren't all these weird injuries that happened, like maybe we would have made the playoffs. And then well, we're not having the this other thing to consider though too. Is Talbot got off a really bad start, too. Talbot ha- has just played badly in general. Mm-hmm. He, he, overall, he's had a couple stretches, but yeah. overall, he's been pretty bad. But the other thing I was going to say is, people want, uh, you know, wanted the team to take advantage of Connor's entry-level contract. His first year in the league, there was no way that team was going to the playoffs. Yeah. Even if he would have been healthy. Yeah. So, to even the fact that the team going from was just a bottom feeder to making the playoffs last year, even mm-hmm. making the playoffs one of those years in the ELC, considering what Chirelli inherited, not saying I agree with everything he's done, but considering what he inherited, that's about as good as can be yeah, expected. I agree. I so I think we all kind of agree that it's just like really minor tweaks. I don't think you have to blow anything up. You certainly don't have to trade Nuge. You don't have to trade. No, you trade Nuge now. I mean, I just... Oh, yeah. Especially the way he, the chemistry he's had with Connor yeah. on the top line. And I know like, we've, we've said a lot about Shirley, but it's like, come on, man. Like, you can't... I mean, he could be him. better with McDavid than Drysaddle was with McDavid. I think yeah. he was, too. I, I liked when Dr- they moved Drysaddle up to that top line with Ratty there in the last couple of games while Nuge has been hurt, and it doesn't have the same... No. And I kind of like I kind of like Pugliarvi and Drysdale playing together. Me too. They're, I like yeah. They're trying that tomorrow, and I, yes. I hope they say that. Yeah, yeah. They're skating together. Yeah, Kara, Drysdale, and yeah. See, thank you. Like, yeah. put some monsters together and just dominate. <laughs> yeah, but Kara, dominate. Puck possession. I don't think Kara. Like 
Because the thing is, second line, yeah, well, listen, as a winger, he means to try it. Yeah. If he's your sixth guy out of your top six, yeah, that, that's that's, that's what he's useful for. He's flexible to go yeah, move I up mean, there. It oh, doesn't hurt to try it. Yeah, this is the problem I have, too, is that you built a roster that was apparently going to compete with Pacific. Neil's doing air quotes. Oh, and you people. don't use that size. Like, you, they were puck possession teams, and they were all these things, and you were like, we're going to be this. Yeah. And then what have you done? You haven't utilized that in any, like, way. You have Dreisaitl, Pugliarvi, and, like, Jujar Kara, who mm-hmm. I felt that should have been a line when, when I thought Kara was playing really well. And when Pool Party, like, first came up, he was really seeming like he was, why didn't they try that then? Because now you have that big body. Dreisaitl likes to hold the puck. It's like oh, here's, here's a fun started. fact: like you build a team that's big, the reason and then they you haven't don't play done it. Big. The reason they haven't done it is because this year Todd McClellan, in my opinion, has actually been one of the worst coaches in the NHL because he has had the blender going more than any other coach, and it's not even close. And there are numbers to back it up. No, I was going to say it just sounds so, to me that you think McClellan's been more at fault this year than Shirelli. This year? Yeah. Well, yeah, because he has assets, but he can't get out of his own fucking way this year. And this really, I get fired up because how the hell do you? You just don't let anyone gel all year? What kind of coach is that? Other than Drysaddle or McDavid, right? Yeah, but again, but Drysaddle and McDavid, we know that from last year. So, like, he has spent this, yeah, I know. So, Mm -hmm. he spent this whole year not letting any chemistry develop anywhere. And here's what's crazy Nugent Hopkins and McDavid have played like seven games together. That's the most McDavid has played with anyone else other than Drysaddle. What the fuck are you doing, McClellan? Anybody in Edmonton could have done that. Yeah. And we were talking about it in the preseason. Yeah. And it took him 75 games. This year, he has been a bad coach. And I hate to say that because I think he's a good coach. But this year, he Mm -hmm. just... Things haven't gone well, so he's decided to throw everything he knows out the window. Nobody oh, else no, in the league fell, does he that. He fell back immediately into his that's like, I mean. old that's, San Jose. That's no, but, San Jose. Like, no, but in line. San Jose, he didn't do that. He had... He had well, pairings he, stacked, he stuck with. But he with. stacked his line sometimes when but, he But he to. had pairings he stuck with. Like, yeah. Pavelski didn't play up and down the lineup. Thornton <laughs> didn't play up and down the lineup. You don't have McDavid playing with Slepeshev. That's asinine, man. That is <laughs> not good coaching. Yeah. And I don't know if it's him or maybe his, you know, his assistant coaches have more to do with it. But that is not good coaching. The yeah. Mcblender does not work. Yeah. And this year is proof. What do you, so, yeah. you know. You what do you think about Ty Ratty? Up on the top line. I think he's given himself an opportunity to fight for that job next year. He's, yeah, he, yes. he, he has every reason to because come to training camp. Absolutely, because I think he has done exactly what nobody else seems to figure your, out to do. Keep your stick on the ice, like yeah. Red Green yes. has yeah. said for 15 find, years. Find him when it's appropriate to find him, <laughs> yep. and if you don't, shoot. Yep. That's pretty much pretty it. Simple. Like North-South. Dude, simple. and he's just he's figured it out, and yep. like he's not afraid to like take a shot. So like he's not overlooking for McDavid, which I find nope. it seems that no, way. He, like, even Drysdale and McDavid get into that a little bit with okay. each other, where it gets more fancy. Each other. Here's yeah. an interesting thing. I, I was li- so I was listening to a uh, NBA podcast yesterday or the other day, and they were talking about Ben Simmons. And one of the things they talk about the way Ben Simmons plays is as a young kid, he has such like court awareness. Like yeah, his, yeah. his 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 passing Good vision. Ability, yeah. his, his vision is like yeah. Well, you should when you watch him pass, you're like oh yeah, oh, yeah it's on the next yeah. level. Yeah, and he's only 19, 20 or whatever. And one of the things that they were saying is that when he was playing, when he plays with younger players, sometimes like it doesn't gel because he's he's basically passing into their shooting motion, not mm-hmm. into like. Just yeah. to open space. He's like, I'm going to put this ball somewhere where you just catch and release. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm putting it into motion for you. Yeah. And so they say he plays well with guys like J.J. Reddick yeah. and and uh, some of these other veterans because mm-hmm. it's like 
they they've been around long enough. They they understand how it works. They compared him to Jason Kidd, and when Jason yeah. Kidd was really um, finding his stride and was in his prime as a as a passer, mm-hmm. and it made me think that way of McDavid. Is I think sometimes McDavid like these guys want to sort of like pass on his level, yeah, or maybe he like. Like, there's times I, I'll, I remember at that Columbus game I was at, like, David will be, like, almost at the red line, and we'll make this, like, last-second pass. And sometimes, like, these guys, like, I think Pooley Harvey was on his line at that point and was kind of all, like, surprised that pass came. Mm-hmm. Where, and they're just expecting him to shoot or go around the net or whatever, where mm-hmm. maybe there's some players out there who, like, a guy like Tyratty who's played a lot in the AHL and is, like... Yeah, yeah he's a little bit of a seasoned, like, yeah. young player still. And so yeah. knows that, like, man, I've watched... I've been watching this guy, not as a teammate, but, yeah. like, on TV. I see sort of the thing... Or on tape or whatever, and I see... Yeah. He's going to make that last-second pass. All I have to do is be there. Yeah. And so maybe it's a case of that chemistry more than anything is being yeah. able to be in a place and knowing that this guy is so advanced, like... Yeah. Like, he's just on such another level. Mm-hmm. When you want to compare McDavid to Crosby, that's the one thing that McDavid will have, right? Is well, that Cros- think- Crosby will grind will yeah. grind if he has to, yeah. and will create space, yeah. and will make that pass or that or take that shot, where McDavid will just, like, will just make that last There's second. There's no other player There's like just, yeah. yeah. But, like, you... Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think no, that, dude, that, that is Crosby, like, yeah. Crosby had the Kunitz of the world that just understood yeah. what he needed to do with Crosby to make their team successful and to make Crosby successful, right? Like, yeah. And Kunitz benefited getting 40 goals or the hell Whatever, it was. Like, 30, just yeah, an Olympic gold medal. And an Olympic yeah. gold medal. And scoring and an Olympic gold medal too. game, right? <laughs> just for funsies, right? Yeah. So, but it, that's what I think of, not saying Tyra is going to be but it, no, it's no. that idea that, like, you don't have to overcomplicate things, and, like, you understand strictly what you're there to do, and you do it well. You do it to the point that you can get 40 goals, I or just, you get 30 Which, to goals. me, is why I really think a guy like Vanek would be valuable. Yes. Yeah. Right-hand shot, uh, up there, up there with him. Like and he was like, he And he's, you know, in his 30s now, he's yeah. played with the Sedins, yeah. he's played with... Talented players, talented Even passers. When he's on Columbus now. He's fucking good. That's what I mean. He so still like, scores goals. Yeah. Like to me, that's a guy who is consistently. He's not the forty goal scorer he once was. No, no. twenty is great. Twenty every, pretty much every year since yeah. then. Yeah, and he's a guy you can put up there. And I think he he's the kind of a veteran def, veteran presence that makes a difference. I'd love to have Puliarvi up there, but I think it. There's so many factors working against Pugliarvi and the fact that, like, we talked about it before, Adam, and you mentioned it, like, didn't speak a lick of English right. last year. He's su- Get, super young still. Getting yeah. used to the NHL yeah. lifestyle He's still, still only 19. So it's like, I think playing him with dry settle might be a better fit just because more of that international style of and play. And also a little bit of a slower Slower pace. Like, dry settle can pick up the pace when he wants, yeah. but, he, but, but he, generally he doesn't. Nobody he, he plays dry settle. Dry he can settle, cycle. Let, let me put it this way. Dry settle's more Yager than he is Lemieux. Yes. Yeah. Right? And there yes. you go. And I, you know, yeah, no, he is. The thing that's what Yager did in his prime, yeah. right? He just dominated people one on one. Literally, would shed them with one arrow. Oh, yes. while well, dry, dry does it sometimes. But, I've too, never but s- you make a good point yeah. about Ratty, keeping it simple. But the thing to me is, I don't understand why, you know, the the easiest thing or should be is to tell a guy when you're on the ice with McDavid, you can expect to get the puck anytime. Be yeah. ready to get the puck. How is it that nobody yeah. can figure that out? Like, like you know, we like talk- I'm listen. I'm not a good hockey player no. by any stretch. But I've played with guys who are a lot better than me. Just be ready for them to dish it to you Man, at any fucking until point. Kunitz it's not that hard. Went to the Penguins though. It was the exact same criticism for Crosby. Could never find wingers. Could never find, mm-hmm. could never find anyone to play with other than Malkin. Yeah. When they would put them together, right? Yeah. So the parallels are there. I just don't. Mm-hmm. But like, no, yeah. I, I'm reminded more of like You're a right. it would be like a Brandon Rust. Yeah. Or yeah. Brian Rust or whatever. Brian Rust, right? Brian Rust. Yeah. 
who scored however many goals. Ryan Rust sounds more like a baseball player. Yeah, or something. Brandon Rust is yeah. the hockey player. Ryan Rust yeah. is the... Ryan Rust. Yeah, Brand- but he... Brand- sounds like a bad porn name. <laughs> oh, but he, no. he walked on Crosby's wing and he just Nobody understood... Nobody would watch those movies. He understood what he needed to do, right? <laughs> yeah, you just got to keep it simple. When you're yeah. playing with guys with that level Ryan skill... Connor, 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 Ryan Rust. Connor Shearer. Connor Shearer, right? Connor Shearer. Connor Shearer is another... Gensel. Gensel. Really good example. They, they're younger... And they, but they were prolific scorers in College. previous, yeah. And like, like Ratty was on the World Junior team, and he is a prolific scorer in junior. And so he knows how to score. And then he was leading our team in AHL points, which doesn't say a ton, but no, our team's awful down there. Yeah. <laughs> Very bad. Someone's got to be the best. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. It's, you know. So it can't be Brad Malone. Nope. Nope. Um, last thing with the Oilers before we move on a bit. Yamamoto, do you think he plays the AHL next year? I hope so. Or, oh, they're gonna play him. I'm sure he'll. I hope. He'll I hope start he's in the here. He started. No, I, no, I know. But do you, does it go back to junior for one more year? Or does no, he go to the AHL? he's done what he needs to do there. I, I think hopefully the Oilers. No, make yeah, him in the all season. Like what happens though? No, he can. He, he go can play back. next year. He can go back. But he can he go shouldn't. back to junior I think next so. year. Yeah. I'm well, then if he sure. can't, he can't play in the AHL. He has to go to junior. No, 19 play in the AHL. Yeah. He can. No. He can play, yes, 19 in the AHL. Yeah, he can. No, but if they can still send him back to junior, you can't play in the AHL. Yes, you can. You just have to be 19 years old to play in the AHL. You can play up till 20 years old in junior. You you have a choice, but once you go to the AHL, you can't go back to junior. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, sorry, once you yeah. go to the AHL, you sorry, can't go I'm back confused. To yeah, yeah. I'm is saying he... he starts the training camp. Yeah. Probably plays a couple games with the Oilers, yeah. and then they either send him back to junior or they commit him to the AHL, and then he's done with his junior career. Yeah. yeah. I think he's done with the junior career, and I really hope the Oilers pick up a right winger in the off season that makes it impossible for him to make the team. And I hope Puliyarvi plays him in preseason so yeah. he doesn't make the team. And I don't mean it in a bad way that he plays poorly. Just yeah. he gets outplayed and he spends a year in Bakersfield. The guy is 150 pounds. Okay? Yeah. You can't play in the NHL yeah. at that weight. Unless you're Patrick even, Kane. Even in but, today's but game. Even Kane is more than that. I but mean, he was 150 when he played. Yeah, but he was yeah, also... But he was, it's different. And I mean, Yamamoto's not him. So yeah, no. You just... You, you can't do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I think... Yeah. I think he's going to make it. But oh, I hope not. I hope, And I'm with you. I hope pool party... Absolutely outplays him. So he comes in motivated next year. We got into a whole thing before about the Hart Trophy and the language of the of the award and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I don't want to beat it too much. No. I'm sure most of our... But I just was thinking about this before. So we talked about all these, like... So obviously, Taylor Hall's a four-point game last night. The Devils are now probably going to make the playoffs. Probably safe, yeah. yeah. He's got uh, whatever... So he's getting the big consideration. We were kind of saying... Aren't the Devils... Are... Sorry, just to clarify. Aren't they five points up right now? Like, they're in seventh. Yes, yeah, but they, they, they jumped ahead three of three up, I think, because Florida. No, no, but Philly is. Yeah, no, it's um. So what it is, Nick, is uh, Panthers are at uh, Panthers can max, max out at ninety six points. Yeah. So they have. And I think the Devils have ninety five. Devils have ninety five. So they're five up yeah, on the Panthers. When, Panthers have a game in hand. Man. Yes. And then they're one up on Philly. If if New Jersey Sorry. wins their next game, yeah, they clinch. They clinch. Yes. However, though, Philly like. They don't really... I mean, they could jump ahead of them, but yeah, yeah, New Jersey's pretty safe. It's Philly, New Jersey, and Florida are kind of Florida, battling. Florida's, I mean, still Florida's to... four, point back, four points Florida back. Florida had all these games in hand and lost them. Well, they yeah. lost back-to-back. They yeah. lost to Toronto and they lost to uh, Somebody else. Boston. And I mean, they're Boston. just... Got, they got blown out by Boston. You know, 5-1. I'll be honest. You know what, though? Florida shouldn't be there. No, but that's... Bu- sh- it, sh- it's kind of bullshit, too, because they played Toronto and then they had a day game against Boston the next day. Yeah, yeah. that's tough. That is bullshit. tough. But I just think I don't know. Maybe they just they shouldn't be there. They're, they'd be the only playoff team with a negative goal differential. 
So that's, yeah, well, they're in a know, weak division, right? Yeah, I don't know if they should be there. But, but at the same time, Philly shouldn't be there with so their wait, 14 so OT Paul, losses. Sorry, though. Anaheim and Philly yeah. are the two. Obviously, McKinnon, that I'm like yeah, one of them. Big consideration. Kopitar. You, you mentioned Kopitar. Kopitar, and then Wheeler was actually Wheeler, kind of Bergeron, which is just so stupid. Yeah. So stupid to have him even talked about. But so here's here's but, yeah here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna throw into the mix a bit. Um, we talk about. Team performance and and then the players' performance within the team essentially is what we kind of we feel is how the voting goes, right? You have to have some team success, but also there has to be yeah. very a, somehow a, there needs to be this weird double success. So there's a team you and I talked about, Neil, who you haven't they haven't really been mentioned a lot this year, and it could be their year. Washington. If Ovechkin scores 50 goals, if he gets four like, goals, why is games, Why is he? Why doesn't he win the Hart Trophy? Because they expect it of him. He should. He should be. So then, in I know, and that's what I always find weird them. about. Like sometimes these ones is because like Ovi and Crosby actually don't have a lot of them. They only Ovi have, has two. Crosby, Crosby has, has two. Two or three. Yeah. Two. I think. Malkin I think Ovi. One. I think Ovi has three. Ma- Ovi has three. I think Ovi has three. Crosby has two. And Which Malkin like for, one, when you right? think about how dominant they've been, it's not a lot. No. Actually, no, because right? it's because it's stupid. It's Injury expected. Yeah, Crosby yeah but it's expected on them. Yeah, and yeah, so I think there's. But like, I just, I just mean to. It, it seems random sometimes. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. You're right. Ovechkin does have three. three and Crosby yeah, has two. two. And yeah, so, yeah. so I mean, if Ovechkin, and so it feels random. So if he gets four goals in two games, finish the year at fifty goals. I don't see why he can't be at least considered. Yeah. He should be considered. I mean, but I just there hasn't been any talk about it because maybe you're right. I, they it's, expect it's just expected. It. And that's that's a shame about it too. Is that. A lot of t- and I think a lot of NHL awards are that way. It's fun with the NBA award too. Is they're always yeah, trying to they, find like new yes, blood. new guys. But you know, you look at we don't want to give awards. LeBron James seven MVPs. I mean, right? Babcock's never won a Jack Adams. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, Quenville has one maybe. Yeah. Like I mean, and Quenville to me might actually be a better coach than Babcock, and he has one. I mean, no, the Jack Adams is just like your team was supposed to be shit. It wasn't shit. Here's the Jack yeah. Adams. So like this year, Gerard Gallant's gonna win. Gerard Gallant's gonna win. That's all it is. Go every way. Win. Look at all the wins. The Vegas Knights. Oh, you think so? Gerard Gallant. Yeah. Oh yeah, because nobody on an inaugural team. Winnipeg. Paul Maurice. But Paul, nah, I think Winnipeg is 110 points. I know, but they're gonna they're gonna give it to Vegas because everyone thought they'd be And so, quick clarification: Vegas has clinched big time. They're nine points up on San Jose with only two games left. Tortorella won last year because like you know Columbus. Well, they won what seven. 17 straight games? What was it? 14, I think. 14. Oh, 14. Yeah, 17's the record. But they did 10 this year. record. Barry Trotz. Philadelphia, right? No, Pittsburgh. Remember, oh. Patrick Waugh won one Philadelphia win. Philadelphia has... Phil, this is a funny stat. Philadelphia has the unbeaten Oh, that's record. what it is. 33 games they won. Because there was ties in there. It's either a tie or a win. Quenville wow. has none. Tortorella has two Jack Adams. Yeah. Because he won in 2004 when the Lightning won the Cup. Yeah. So like Quenville has no Jack Adams. He has none. none. Neither between he and Babcock, Babcock the two best coaches right now, undoubtedly. Yeah. When you look at their history, uh, who's they have Boudreaux? zero. How many does he have? Boudreaux, I he think has he has two. I think because he won one when they were shit. He has one. He just has the one. Oh, Boudreaux, the one. which is plenty. Oh, oh shit! Quenville has one. Two thousand when the Blues are really good. Oh yeah, that, that was the year when Pronger won the Hart Trophy. Sorry. So yeah, yeah. Quenville has. But one. like lately, that's what the award has turned into. It's yeah. like if Buffalo would have made the playoffs, Phil Housley would have won the. Playoffs. Which is so crazy because like, I guarantee you, right? Like, does he even coach or does yeah. he just like hope? But like, I guarantee you, <laughs> like if Arizona like, sneaks in next year, Rick Todd's gonna win it. Oh. Like you can all, you can tell what's gonna happen. What like, if we dominate the conference? Well, Todd again? Todd was nominated. For Todd was nominated last year. What if, yeah. what, if, what if we win the conference next year? What if we, what if we win the Presidents Trophy? Todd will next win year? it. Todd will probably win it. win it because that's the award. No, that's the way it goes. It's unfortunate. Okay, what's some 
NFL stories we want to bring Quickly. up the Brandon Cooks trade? You know, that's... Is that what you wanted to get to, Adam? No, I want to talk about something totally stupid. So let's oh. talk about Brandon Cooks first. Well, I just, I think it's, I, I'm just, people always say never doubt Bill Belichick. I'm kind of just, I'm, I'm more curious than anything what's going on in New England They must right be now. blowing it up, don't you think? Yeah, it seems like it. It seems like they're blowing it up. Maybe Brady's thinking retirement. Or or, or or perhaps Belichick is doing this thing where he's stockpiling draft picks and is going to turn around and trade for other Maybe. assets. Maybe they trade for OBJ. I don't but know. But this says the Rams are all in, right? <laughs> oh, like, holy oh, the Rams. I mean, they already stop. were. They yeah. won't stop. But like, this is amazing. You know what? Why wouldn't they, though? Goff and Gurley are both on their yeah. entry-level yeah. contracts. Yeah. And we talked about it. How they get With, with running backs, yes. oh. you got to use them while they're, while they're cheap. Yeah. Might as well. They're, I think they're doing the right thing. Oh, yes. they are. And they're, they're going to have to offload people later. And it'll they be, don't give a fuck. It, it's no. not easy to win, and they're going to need to stay healthy, Donald of course, is still not on an extension yet. That's the other yeah, big one. Yeah. Is the D-tackle there. He's right. on there. He's rookie. And he's the best so one in the league. He won, and he won Defensive Player of the Year, and he's yeah. literally one of the most underpaid players yeah. in the NFL. So, That's what we're talking about. Like Nobody ever gets paid for their actual shit. Nope. And then nobody will pay him because they'll be like, no, we don't want to give you 10 years. You could break your leg tomorrow. So what, oh, were you gonna, what did you want to bring up, Adam? I was going to bring up something stupid about Jim Moore and Josh Rosen. Oh, oh I I'm, saw this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, in, I'm enjoying this. Just leading up to the draft, I feel like no year prior <laughs> to this has had so much preamble leading up to the NFL draft. It's just, oh. they are just dying the for NFL draft, It does it all every year, but it's, but this it's is, bearing, it's, it's, it amp, ramps, it's been amping up. Yeah, it ramps up every year. And Jim Mora saying about, there's a couple things, saying Josh Rosen is a millennial and he needs to know why he asked too many questions. First of all, he's too young to be a millennial, technically. <laughs> he's not a millennial. But second of all, that just says to me that you're a bad coach. If you're yeah. afraid of a player that wants you to explain, then you're a and, bad coach. And like one of the best things about leadership is like making sure you ask questions and, and get clarification. And on yeah. A quarterback, like, you want your quarterback to understand, understand because what if yeah. things break down? He's going through his progressions. Ooh, can't do that. Now i got to do something based on instinct or based These on understanding like, what I'm seeing in the field. Nope. So to me, that just says Jim Moore's a bad coach. I think it's very funny to say he's a millennial, like it's his fault he chose when he was born. He's not a millennial anyway. But I think maybe, this is my other take on that, is that maybe he just doesn't want him to end up with the Browns. So he's trying to say, like, don't take, don't take him. Don't take him. You know, don't, you don't want a guy like that. I don't know. I've seen a lot of mock drafts. Everyone's kind of saying Saquon Barkley is the guy they take. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Really, I, I, from what I understand, Donald, Donald and then I don't know, man. Why? Look, they got they got Tyrod. They're good to go. You know, buddy. I'm kidding. Or am I? Oh. Yeah. But if they take Barkley and you got Tyrod, you got a safe situation at QB. Yeah. You got. I mean, that might work for a and little then, while. Yeah. It might. But, uh, no, they're gonna drive. The NFL's QB weird, though. man. And the Browns. It's just the Browns. Can't but I, I, did you see what came out about the Browns? Say sorry. This is this yeah. is related. So Manzel was asked. Um, you know, if you could. Tr- change something about your rookie season, what would you change? I mean, there were a lot of things he could have said. What he said was, if the Browns would have known a bit about me when they drafted me, like, I didn't really know about watching video, and they didn't really teach me how to do that. So, like, I didn't, you know, he said, like, I didn't really know what was going on. So, (laughs) that's crazy to me, the Browns, (laughs) they're like, this is a guy we want, but we don't know that he doesn't know video. Like, how, and instead of teaching him, they're like, watch this. Like, it's like, it could have been in Chinese for all That's what we're talking about. Jim Mora apparently wants that guy on his team. Right? Because he didn't ask questions. Guess what? Jim Mora has a losing record in the pros, and he's never won anything of merit in college. Not a good coach. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. Yeah. I'm Actually, I'm not sorry. You baby boomers, if that's a bad thing. I don't know if you chose when you were born. Gen X. Yeah, like, what a dipshit. Oh, I know. Um, Yeah. 
I just with the Browns. I don't yeah. ever know what's. I, I'd say the NFL. We'll, we'll worry about the NFL. I always the NFL. I always laugh because quarterbacks. This happens every year. All oh, these quarterbacks can be great. This one's yeah. gonna be great. And then you look how many are drafted in the first round. Like none of them work. Like nope. one out of five. It's yeah. the most inexact science. It's drafting in any. But I find football. They're able to draft players. In certain positions, but, well, yeah, like if you're not a quarterback, back, apparently they yes, can figure you out pretty well. Or right, sometimes running. I guess because there is like there's so many things that you can't measure that happen to a quarterback. It's like the, that's the thing. If you're a lineman, yeah, are you? We big? know. Are you big and do you have strong arms? <laughs> yes, exactly. Can you push right? and pull? Like the you know those you are the can things. do those things. And, Good. We'll work on and your. Have footwork. you been healthy through college? Okay. Yes. So right. those are a little easier. We'll do we'll do some NBA playoff stuff next week because it'll be okay. like right before the sure. playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can we can. We'll do an NFL like draft. We'll do like a fun yeah. draft thing, mock draft or something. Um, the last thing I'm gonna ask before we head out: Tiger or the field? Who are you taking for the Masters, Neil? Ooh, baby, yeah. So that's on <laughs> this weekend. That's yeah, our tomorrow. I'm so excited because like it's still snowing in Edmonton, but goddamn, I played virtual golf on Tuesday. Virtual my, golf. My entire body is sore from just swinging. A golf that's ball. as real as it gets my in neck, April in Edmonton. My neck, my neck, my back, everything is so. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Stop that song right there. <laughs> But, um... My... my something in your... <laughs> oh, no. And no. my... No. Anyway. Oh, no, you want to know. I want to hear my Tiger of the Field. All the boys. Yeah, what, sorry? Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 he's going to... He's on Kalees a Kalees medley thing. <laughs> anyone wants a good wedding song, just, you know... No! <laughs> a wedding... Oh, yeah. Oh. Um... You know what? I... Hit Pop's You heard it here show. first. We're going to take Tiger. All right, cool. All right. So, uh, follow, <laughs> follow us on Twitter, uh... At Off the Bench Cast, follow us on Instagram, OTB Cast, and talk to us. Send us an email. Uh, OTBcast at gmail.com. Until next week, we're back on the bench, and yeah, we'll do some NFL, we'll do some NBA stuff next week. Definitely, we'll do some NBA. Cool. We'll, we'll definitely talk about uh, the Masters. Cool. Until next week, Adam. See you later, folks. Neil. See you. All right, cool, guys. Thank you. Back on the bench. Light is off. <laughs> <laughs>